everlasting Father God in heaven, we thank you for the privilege to celebrate the death, the burial, and the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ. Oh, Father God in heaven, we just want to bless you. Bless you that you were a keeper of your promise. You promised that you will send us your Son. On account of our sin, he will die, and through his death, resurrection, that Lord, O oh God in heaven, will receive eternal life. Father, Lord, O oh God in heaven, we thank you for this reminder. Gracious Lord in heaven, I acknowledge your presence in our lives. For your word said that where two or three are gathered in your name, there you are in the midst of them. Lord, even as I speak, O oh God, Holy Spirit, I yield myself unto you, my faculties, that Lord, you would use me. That Lord, the people be blessed and the name of the Lord be glorified. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name we have prayed. And the people said, Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, the title of my sermon this morning is titled Hosanna. Hallelujah. Hosanna. Hosanna. The why of Easter. Hallelujah. Hosanna. The why of Easter. And our text is taken from the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 21. And we're reading from verses 1 to 11. And like I always encourage, please, if you can read it audibly in your house, I believe it's being projected on the screens. And the essence of that is because there is a difference when you read it to the hearing of the ear. Hallelujah. Amen. And it says, Now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village opposite you, and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a coat with her. Lose them and bring them to me. Hallelujah. And if anyone says to you, you shall say, the Lord has need of them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And immediately he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Behold, your king is coming to you, lowly and sitting on a donkey, a coat, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. Verse 6. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. Then they said to the donkey, They brought the donkey and the coat, laid their clothes on them, and set him on them. And a very great multitude spread their clothes on the road. Others cut down branches from the trees and, and spread them on the road. Then the disciples who went before them, who went before, and those who were, who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And when he had come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? So the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth of Galilee. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I'm sure for some of us who are accustomed to this word, Hosanna, Many of us will be wondering, is it Palm Sunday? After all, Palm Sunday was yesterday. But you see, you cannot understand Easter if you don't go back to this, what happened the Sunday before. Hallelujah. Amen. 
And so here, um, just to give us in context of what we're talking about, why Hosanna? You know, you see, when you read that scripture in Matthew 21 verse 9 that we just previously read, the people said there, Hosanna, the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. Now, the word Hosanna is a Greek word, hallelujah, the Greek word, and which has a Hebrew meaning saying, Hoshia na, Hoshia na. Simply in English terms, it means save, please. Hallelujah. Save, please. And the reason why I had to make reference to this was because when you look at the scripture in Psalm 118 from verses 25 to 26, we see a similar expression, just as how the people said it in Matthew 29 verse 9, where they said, save now, I pray. So in other words, you can Remove that save now and say, Hosanna, I pray, O Lord. O Lord, I pray, send now prosperity. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. We have blessed you from the house of our Lord. Hallelujah. We have blessed you from the house of our Lord. But now you begin to wonder, why would these people would have exclaimed Hosanna, praise God, because the Bible said that Jesus was riding on a colt, on a donkey, and as he was entering, the people began to exclaim, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. Just to give you an idea why that exclamation existed, we realize that indeed, for a long time, the Bible says that the children of Israel had been praying for a Messiah. Praise God. For a long time, they have been praying for a Messiah. And so, they have always been expecting someone to come. Now, why were they expecting his coming? Was simply because they have been in bondage for so long. Praise the Lord. They have been in bondage for so long. As a matter of fact, if you recall the story of John the Baptist, the Bible said that when John the Baptist was put into prison, John the Baptist sent his disciples to go and ask Jesus. And they asked him a question and they said, Are you the one or should we expect another? Praise God. Now, the reason for that question was because they all assumed that when the Messiah would come, an end would come to this situation. Praise God. In other words, that at the coming of the Messiah, there will no longer be bondage. There will no longer be hardship. They will no longer be subjected to the to the schemes of the enemy praise god and so john the baptist asked the question go and ask him are you the one or should we expect another now even in the new testament in the time of jesus the bible makes us understand that the people of israel were even under bondage as well why because they were bond they were under bondage of the roman empire why because they were under the rulership of Pontius Pilate and so for that reason as a matter of fact and for many of us who have read the scriptures and I think this is even expressed when you watch the movies about the resurrection of Jesus Christ the Bible said that at that point in time the the, the council were against Pontius Pilate because they were already putting plans in place to erect a statue for which they were going to bow and worship in the temple of worship what could have been worse than that that they come to desecrate the place where you have called holy 
Praise God. And so for that reason, when Jesus was riding on the donkey, that was the reason why they were shouting, Hosanna, Hosanna. Come and save us. Come and save us. This was their expectation. Hallelujah. And so you begin to realize that the reason for that expectation was not in vain. They were not having vain expectations because they believed children of Israel were already accustomed to God's nature of deliverance. Praise God. Remember, the Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy 8 verse 15, Deuteronomy 8 verse 15, the Bible says that God had already told Moses. And so Moses told the children of Israel that the Lord God would raise for you a prophet. Praise God. Remember the Bible says that when they were asking, who is this person? They said, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth. Praise God. And so here, Moses was telling the children of Israel that God would raise for you a prophet like me. For from your midst, from your brethren, him you shall hear. And so all these things were just a fulfillment of scripture. Many are times when you read Matthew 3, in Matthew 3, the Bible said that the moment John the Baptist baptized Jesus, the Bible said that a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son, hear ye him. Praise God. In other words, God was trying to validate all that the prophets have spoken of, of old, but yet they were still wondering, is he the one? When is he going to come? And this goes to show that sometimes when we are praying to God for something, we must first of all ask ourselves, do we really know what we are praying about? Because the Bible taught, or the people of the Israel thought that when the Messiah would come, he would come to be a king over them. Praise God. Because no longer would they be subjected to the rulership of Pontius Pilate and the schemes of the Roman Empire. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that when the, the people had seen all the miracles that Jesus had done in John chapter 6 verse 15, the Bible says that therefore when they perceived that they were about that that they were about to come sorry it says therefore when jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king the bible said that what he departed again to a mountain by himself to be alone praise god hallelujah and so that question began to wonder why are they crying hosanna save us save us save us save us and the answer is that many times when we are praying to god for something like i said earlier you must really ask yourself are you really sure of what you are praying for because sometimes our requests could be short-sighted Praise God. The reason why they were shouting Hosanna was simply because they just wanted an end to this. But God had a bigger plan. As a matter of fact, the Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah 55, a very popular scripture, when you read from verses 8 to 9, God was saying through the prophet Isaiah, he says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor my ways your ways. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. Remember, we are looking at Hosanna. Why did they exclaim Hosanna? And we're looking at why are we celebrating this Easter? As a matter of fact, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And so here, we begin to see that that Hosanna was consistent 
to this exact way the children of Israel cried out in Exodus. Praise God. I mean, all throughout last month, we began to look at um, God saying to the children of Israel, move forward. And God told Moses a very interesting statement in Exodus 3. God said that I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. And in the verse 9, he says, Now therefore, behold, the cry has of Israel has come to me, and I have also seen their oppressions, which they have, which the Egyptians oppressed them with. Hallelujah. That cry is an expression of Hosanna. Praise God. And so you see here that there is a similarity between what happened in Exodus and what was happening in that Matthew chapter 21. And I will explain. The children of Israel cried out for their hardship. Praise God. And God sent them Moses. Now, the essence of Moses was to lead them out of bondage or out of Egypt into the promised land. Praise God. But that promised land was only earthly. But you see, the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 10, it says that the Old Testament was a template of what was going to come in the New Testament. Praise God. And so here in that Matthew 21, they were also crying out, Hosanna, save us, Lord, save us. And God sent what? Jesus. Praise God. And so it is fair to say that the reason why we celebrate Easter in the first place is that Easter is a reminder. Easter is a reminder of that God answer that cry of hosanna in the easter season praise god that the easter season is a proof that god had answered the cry hosanna praise god because how do i mean because when the people cried out saying lord save us they did not know that god was already instituting a mechanism through which man will be free from the claws of the enemy forever Praise God. And that is why I begin to look at now what are the benefits of Easter. Praise God. Why do we celebrate Easter? And I pray in the name of Jesus that even as we begin to look into this, our eyes will be opened. Little wonder Paul was praying. I mean, is the most potent prayer I've seen in all of Paul's, Paul's letters. In Ephesians 1 verse 17, Paul began to say, I pray. That the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope, what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance to them who have been called of God and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards us that believe. Praise the Lord. And so you see that in the Easter season, number one, I said that the reason for Easter, the very first reason for Easter is that the deceiver was beaten at his own game. Praise God. The very first reason for Easter is to remind us that the deceiver was beaten at his own game. What do I mean? The Bible says that when the children of Israel, sorry, when the people saw that Jesus was already arrested, they were shouting, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. But you see, they did not realize that what they were doing was actually 
going aligned or going in line with the plans of God. The Bible tells us in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verses 7 to 8, it says, but we speak of the wisdom of God in a mystery. Praise God. But we speak of the wisdom of God in a mystery. And it says, what is this wisdom? It says that the wisdom hid wisdom which God ordained before the ages. For who? Our glory. There is a glory that comes to us as believers in the Easter season. Praise God. It says, because which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. You see, the beauty of it is this, that the Easter season is that time when a divine exchange took place. You see, there was something similar between Barabbas. You see, when I look at scripture, the Bible is, is metaphoric in nature. Praise God. You see, when the people were saying, crucify him and Pontius Pilate said then who are we going to give you in exchange for Jesus of all the people they could think of they chose who Barabbas and who was Barabbas Barabbas was a thief Barabbas was a murderer and that Barabbas represents you and I praise God because in this Easter season we are made to remind ourselves that a divine exchange took place that Jesus took was exchanged for Barabbas. In other words, Barabbas was set free. Jesus went in in place of Barabbas. Therefore, whatever punishment was due to Barabbas, Jesus already suffered it. In other words, for you as a Christian, for you that believe or for those who are yet to believe, then you begin to understand that when they were crying Hosanna, they were thinking that God's coming was to deliver them from the rulership of Rome, not knowing that God was coming to give them eternal life because at the moment Jesus died an exchange took place the Bible says in the book of Isaiah 53 he says that what he was bruised for my iniquities hallelujah he was indeed chastised for my peace hallelujah and that by his stripes what I am made whole that every time we remember the death and the burial and resurrection of Jesus, a divine exchange took place. The deceiver was beaten at his own game because the truth is, if the devil really knew what he was doing, then it would have been a mistake for Jesus to die. That is why I said it last week Sunday that when we are talking about how to enforce a change, you must open your mouth to begin to speak that which God designs to do but jesus knew that if he had spoken hallelujah jesus knew that if he had spoken then the divine plan would have been aborted because life and death is in the mouth the bible says in isaiah 53 from verse 7 to 8 he said that what he opened not his mouth even when he was accused and that is why even when you read the stories i think it was in matthew 22 when they arrested jesus and peter took a knife out of his sheet and slaughtered the ear of one of the arresters. Jesus said, do you think that if I wanted to call down legions of angels to come to my rescue, I would not have done that? But he knew what he was doing. 
Praise God. The deceiver thought that by Jesus dying, then an end would come to his ministry. Not realizing that by Jesus dying, we have been made free. Because the Bible said that indeed, that he who ascended, first of all, did what? Descended. And indeed, when he arose, he gave gifts unto men. That's why you and I can therefore shout, Abba Father, I am no longer a slave. Hallelujah. That leads me to my second point. Praise the Lord. That the benefit of Easter is that what? The tomb is empty. I remember whenever I read this scripture in Luke 24, it blows my mind. The Bible says here that when Jesus had risen, Mary, Magdalene, and Mary the disciple began to run to the tomb of Jesus. They began to run because they wanted to see did God really promise what he said I was going to promise? Because remember, Jesus told his disciples that I would die and on the third day I would rise again. And the Bible said in the verse 5 that as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, the angel said to them, why do you seek the living among the dead? Hallelujah. Why do you seek the living among the dead? And he said, he is not here, but he is what? Risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee saying, the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and the third day do what? Rise again. That empty tomb means that you are not supposed to be in bondage. Hallelujah. Because if Jesus is free, then I am free. That is why the Bible tells us in the book of John that he who the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. Allow me to say this to you that is watching. Are you in any bondage or the other? Why don't you accept Jesus? Because that is the reason why he came to die. Remember when the angel visited Mary was saying that you would bear a son. His name shall be Jesus. And the essence of his ministry is that he would deliver his people from their sins. That is what Jesus has come to do. That is the relevance of Easter. Are you in bondage of any sin, any addiction, anything or whatsoever? And you have tried every means. I know people who have tried counseling. Counseling is good, but you see, you cannot confront a spiritual battle with carnal means. The Bible said that for we wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against rulers of wickedness in high places. But the Bible tells us that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. Praise God. And so my encouragement to you is this. Are you struggling in one area or the other? And you have tried several means. I tell you today, why don't try Jesus? Why don't you try Jesus? This is the reason why the tomb is empty. He is no longer in bondage. And so you and I can no longer be in bondage. And that leads me to my final point. Praise the Lord. It leads me to my final point. If the tomb is empty, then where is he? Praise God. If the tomb is empty, then where is he? The Bible tells us that what? We are seated with Christ in where? Heavenly places. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 from verse 6, 
It says, and God raised us up. Hallelujah. And God raised us up. I pray this comes into your consciousness. Perhaps you are feeling down in any way. You are not supposed to be down. You are supposed to be up. Hallelujah. You are not supposed to be down. You are supposed to be up. I say it again. You are not supposed to be down. You are supposed to be up. So perhaps you are down with depression. You are not supposed to be down. You are supposed to be up. Perhaps you are down with sickness. You are not supposed to be down. You are supposed to be up. Perhaps you are down with loneliness. Perhaps you are down with anything under the name of this earth. You are not supposed to be down. You are supposed to be up. Why? Because where Jesus is, is where we are. Hallelujah. Remember, Jesus was telling the disciples, he's saying that I am going to my father's house, that in my father's house, there are many mansions, that if there was not so, I would not have told you that where I am going, I'm going to prepare a place for you. Where is that place? At the right hand of the father. In other words, whatever the enemy may plan, we are far above. We are where? Far above. Why? Because the Bible says that God has raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus in order that what in the coming ages he will do what show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus and this is the reason why Christ is in heavenly places the bible says that indeed david in prophecy was saying and he said to my lord sit down at my right hand till i do what i make all your enemies your footstool hallelujah what is an enemy an enemy is anything that stands against the design of god for you and me that is what christ has done for you and me that is why we are supposed to believe in the relevance of this season christmas is good it celebrates the birth but until we acknowledge the death burial and resurrection christianity makes no meaning the reason why you and i can stand up and boast and say for me to live is christ and for me to die is gain is because we have an eternal hope jesus said that indeed that sin and death are defeated forever there is nothing that can confront the plans of god for you and me because christ is in heavenly places and he's making intercessions for you and me forever that is the reason why we celebrate easter and so whenever somebody tells you happy easter it is not just to be happy but it's to be happy with an understanding an understanding that what number one the enemy has been beaten at his game number two the tomb is empty i am no longer where i used to be when they come to look for you just like the angel said to mary said why do you look for the living among the dead i am no longer there in case they come to look for you and say i used to know you as a failure i used to know you as an addict but your answer would be why do you seek for the living among the dead i am no longer with that addiction i am no longer a failure why because jesus paid the price for me and number three as i end it here he said that we are set in christ with help in heavenly places that is the reason why we celebrate easter and so perhaps you are yet to acknowledge jesus as your lord please i beg you there is no decision that is as important with eternal significance as making christ your lord and your savior hallelujah
This is that time, my brother and my sister. It could be late. Because the truth is this. The Bible said that even though Judas regretted, it was too late. Hallelujah. Even though he wanted to change his mind, it was too late. Hallelujah. Because Jesus had already been crucified. But again, he said that had the rulers of this world known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. Why don't you make Jesus the Lord and the Savior of your life? He is there opening his arms to welcome you and to say, Come home, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into my rest. The Bible said that I stand on the door of every man's heart and I knock. If any man opens, I will come and make my my home with him. Why don't you accept Jesus this morning and just say with me, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge that you died for me on the cross of Calvary and on the third day you rose again. I ask that you forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me with your blood that indeed I would walk in the realities of the new creation, even as I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior. In Jesus' mighty name I have declared. My brother and my sister, if you have said that prayer, allow me to say this. Congratulations. The enemy has lost the battle over you. The Bible says that indeed that when Christ died and his blood was shed and God gave us the Holy Spirit, that Holy Spirit is a symbol, is a sign, of ownership is a sign of lordship that indeed God is indeed claiming ownership over us. Therefore, he's responsible for all that concerns us. So once again, I allow me to say congratulations because you have made the best decision you can ever think of. Hallelujah. And so please, you will see an email on the screen. Please do well to send us an email with the subject, New Life. And somebody will be able to contact with you to follow up with you. Because the reality of it is just like any child, there's a necessary dietary requirement that you must indeed abide by if you must grow. And the same thing applies to the Christian faith. There are certain things that you must be exposed to that will make for your growth and for uh, and for your godliness. And it is our joy and privilege to be part of your Christian experience. Hallelujah. Let's just bow our heads even as we pray. Everlasting Father God in heaven, we thank you this morning for opening our eyes, O God, to the realities of why we celebrate Easter. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, O God, that perhaps, O God in heaven, anyone is experiencing whatever represents bondage by the reason of this season, O God, let chains be broken in the name of Jesus. That Lord, O God in heaven, according to your word, you said that indeed, he who the Son of Man has set free is free indeed. The Bible said that therefore there is now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus. Therefore, Lord, perhaps anyone is a mind of condemnation on account of their past mistakes. Lord, O oh God in heaven, by the reason of your blood, silence that voice of accusation in the name of Jesus, that your name be glorified, O oh God. Blessed be your holy name, O oh God in heaven, in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I just want to say thank you. Thank you, O oh God in heaven. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the sacrifice on the cross of Calvary. For in this we can make boldly, O oh God, to say, I am the Lord, in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen.